everybody. Welcome back to the BFD Advisors Podcast. So excited to be back uh, telling you guys a whole bunch of great information that we've been compiling in our coconuts for a long time. And I'm here, of course, with my co-hosts, Sean Duncan and Sharon Fuller, two of my favorite people per usual. And excited to hear talk. This episode is going to be all about give it away. What the heck do we mean by that? We're talking about referring business to other people and partnering with other people, understanding that we don't have to be the ones that know everything. And I can tell you right now, I kind of feel like I'm done learning. I know I'm really not, but I feel like I want to be. And so- My brain is full, Dawn. My brain is full. I can't learn anymore. It's all, I tapped out. I had a little bit limited space and that's all I got. You did, you did. And and I know that, you know, uh, a lot of times as I was going through, I felt like there was always competition. And I realized at the end of the day, just be the best at what you're the best at and be the best at what you love to do and let other people fill in the gaps. And I know Sharon, you do a lot of that. You do a lot of filling in gaps for people who, who don't want to do the bookkeeping side or the, oh, or the I'm the gap filler. I thought you meant, okay. So first and foremost, before fuller. I get into it, gap fuller, a gap fuller, I have to, I just did it right now. And so I watched the first, our first three episodes and I made a comment about, I flipped my hair like a hundred times and I was doing the weirdest things with my face. So I was almost laughing, like there should be a counter on the bottle of the bottom of this is how many times I flip my hair and how many times Sean mentions Star Wars. So my goal for the rest of this episode is to not touch my damn hair. I just did it to start off talking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't so, make it a goal. Don't make it a goal. So I think I told you guys in the beginning, I, I'm Captain Savaho. I am. And all like in all aspects of everything, especially business, I see people, I'm like, oh, I feel so bad. I totally know how to do that. I hate it. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it for you because I feel bad. And still to this day, even yesterday, I still do it. Friends text me. Oh my God, I have so much problems with my taxes. Can you help me? Sure. Hop on a call. And I'm looking at my calendar when. And so the power of no is everything. But I liked hearing that I'm the gap filler. I want to start being the gap giver aware. Yeah, I would like, I've, I have no problem with gaps, but yeah, and it's so true because I know Sean and I've been doing some, some back and forth referral yep. work to say, you know what, Sean, I don't want to do this. Why don't you take this over? And I have zero fear of whether or not the client stays with me or not. No. I don't have any fear. Honestly, I want working, working really hard is overrated anyways. I mean, who really yes. wants to do all that nonsense? No. Definitely but the not. worst is when you have a client that you want to give away and no one wants them. And you're like, I feel really bad. I'm just going to tell them no, but they're never going to leave me alone. And I'm going to keep bringing up that one client that eventually I just bullied Dawn into taking, but I know she's rough on me, <laughs> that one. But, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, sometimes that change is good for the client too. You know, yeah. I've been looking at, you know what, I just, I'm not your best fit. I've had the, been having these conversations and it's like, it's not a bad thing. I, you know, I want to, I'm not in a growth point where some people are. And if you're yeah. in a growth position and you want to grow your practice, there's nothing, we're not saying there's anything wrong with that, but there may be gaps. I'll give a great example, ERC and R&D credits. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Um, and so we just, I've been, pull, I've been, I've built a relationship with Randy Crabtree over at Trimera and he's phenomenal. That's all they do. They don't do anything else but that. Mm -hmm. um, and so just being able to say, Hey, listen, can you take care of my clients? I don't, I don't want to do ERC credits or whatever. Yeah. Are you guys finding that, particularly because we're talking about the accounting industry, but this really applies to every industry. Are you finding that people are just afraid to refer it out because it's going to have some negative consequence? I mean, like they're, they're worried no, that there's going to be a downside. You refer it out. And if this client is already paying you some money or there's a potential of some money, you refer it out or you send it out, you might lose that little bit of money. But what people need to remember is by keeping it all, what are you 
the little bit of money you lose is nothing compared to what you're going to lose by taking on something you're not set up for, or you shouldn't have done in the first place. And then the client's going to be pissed. A pissed off client tells friends, like 10 friends, a happy client tells maybe one. So, I mean, in the long run, you've lost more money by trying to keep a little bit of money. So it's funny as I had this old years and years and years and years and years ago when I had a boss, because I'm so unemployable, it's ridiculous. But he That's had these cards he would give ever, out. By the way. <laughs> and every every time he would somebody would do something good, he'd give him an attaboy card. And it would say attaboy. But then he said, but flip it over. And on the back it says one all shit cancels 10 attaboys. So you got to give them back. If you have 20 attaboys, he'd take you to lunch. But he actually pointed out that same thing is that the good ones don't give you the feedback, the bad ones hit. So it typically one bad cancels 10 goods. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I think that you could. I was going to be offended though. Somebody gave me an then... attaboy card. Like if somebody walked up and was like, "Good job, here's your gold, gold star," I'd probably like slap it on their forehead. But whatever, yeah, whatever works. When, when you're twenty something and you need a free lunch, man, you'll take your free okay. lunch. Okay. Yeah, when I worked at Costco, they did that. If you got a customer compliment, they give you a card for free hot dog and a soda. I'm like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, it's all about with... perspective. Well, because what I'm the point I was trying to make with it was obviously there the negatives, we all get so scared of the negative canceling out all the good. But to me, I've always just found if I'm bad at something, that negative is worse than somebody else having a negative. The negative referral is still bad. If somebody does a bad job when you're sending it out, but man, if I screw it up, I can't I can't get rid of that. At least yeah. I can blame the other person if they're bad at it. But there's just stuff that Don made the joke that done learning stuff. Look, we can't know it all. I, I don't know. You, you mentioned ERC and R&D. Those are great examples. I don't do cost segs because I don't want to hire an engineer. Like, I don't need that stuff. And so some things are just impossible, but others I just don't want to do. Yeah. Well, I think as you get older, you decide, what, like we talked about in a, one of our other episodes, is what makes you happy? Was it finding your niche? What makes you happy? If it doesn't make you happy, if it doesn't spark joy, don't freaking do it. And I don't care what you do. Don't do it. If it doesn't yeah. make you happy. One of the things that I, you, you, cause you asked Sharon, you said, well, what are the reasons, some of the reasons why people don't want to refer? And I think there can be a, a couple different mindsets and Sean, you mentioned fear, right? So the mm -hmm. fear that the client's going to look at you as a lessor, like, oh, well, you don't know this. So it's really more mental than it is anything, right? It's all, yeah. we make those assumptions about what the client's going to think. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about what they think about me. It's about whether they're getting what they need from the right person. And I think yeah. you know, if we can take the fear out of that, the fear factor out and not worry about eating gross bugs. And we just move on with the things we're really good at might be helpful. We totally need to implement that in our business. There's the gross bug option. Eating gross bugs. <laughs> I have this jar. We will on take on your service, but you, we hate it. So we're going to make you eat this 19 hundreds beetle God, to do that's that. been petrified and pickle juice. If you eat it, we will take your business. Oh I think, God, I think pickles. instead of firing a client, I might do that. I'm going to give them the gross, gross bug option. Well, your fee is tripling and you have to eat this bug. Oh, you don't want to hire me? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to let Such you. Such a bummer. Me. I really want to see you eat that bug. <laughs> I know it's not about referring and outsources, but I now have a note. I am going to make on gross bug option. Wow. I like it. Tape it. That's a whole other YouTube channel. I know. Well, you know, and it's interesting too, because I know for myself for a long time, and certainly when I first started my practice, I was like, I mean, I was just an accounting whore, to be honest. I think I've said that before, but it was like, I was willing to do whatever it took to bring money into the house, man. Right. So uh, Sharon, I think likes I, that idea. 
I'm trying not to make a whore joke right now, but you're making it. We're first we talk about gaps, and then we talk about whores, and I'm just yeah. wanting to make jokes. Is our podcast G-rated? Because I don't think I think we've already failed. There. You dropped f bombs. I haven't even f bombed yet. But. No, yeah, not at all. But point. but I can tell you, like it's it's so true that we we get brought into this that oh you're an accountant okay I don't it doesn't matter what level you're whatever if there are even levels whatever your designation is irrelevant at the end of the day it's like. I need to know everything. I need to know everything about payroll, yeah. everything about sales tax. I need to know all of this stuff because I'm an accountant and that's what people expect from me. And yeah. that mentality shifted. It's like, no, be the best accountant in whatever those services may be. And it's not everything to everybody. And so that's why the niche, I niche, niche, whatever thing comes into play because it could be an industry that you that you really are passionate about, or it could be the services that you that you perform. But there's, you're going to find places where you have these gaps. And then you have to decide, am I going to grow my practice? Either I'm going to hire people who know how to do it, or I'm going to learn it myself, or I'm going to outsource it and refer it out. So you have these choices that you have to make. And really at the end of the day, what, is anything keeping you up at night, sleepless at night? I know one time I was like, yeah, I'll take that tax return as international tax along with you know the United States tax. And I was like, <laughs> you are an idiot. And the, yeah. the value of the word no, yeah. oh, so valuable. I don't everything, know. Though, like in everything, like no needs to be such an okay sentence to, to speak and not feel guilty about. And people on the other end need to accept no as not maybe. Um, I was actually, when you're just making that last comment, it was making me think like as accountants and maybe anybody in their industry, you really feel like everything gets put towards this one-stop shop, this do it all, this let's do everything in house so no one goes anywhere. And I'm guilty of it right now too. We're definitely doing that. Um, which then puts us in the mentality of we have to know everything because if we don't, someone else will, and they're going to steal our clients. I mean, that is Honestly, like, I feel like the mindset of any professional service, anybody in professional services with a business is that if I don't know, you know the answer. I've, I've built my firm on a little bit of that. Now I'm sitting here thinking about it on the no. No, I don't do that, but I have the team. So we do the we do the wealth management and the insurance and the tax strategy. I don't do tax prep, but then we refer the rest of the stuff that we can't do. And what we can't do in-house Actually, we're not even really doing it in-house. We have a partnership or a joint venture or a referral relationship. So we've created the one-stop shop. Really, I, I'm thinking about this. Around you're white labeling. You're yeah, white yeah. labeling. Yeah, and it's even if I don't white label, I with still that. hand it off to someone. That's the, that's the cool thing. So here's the problem I always have with white labeling, right? So white labeling means you're you're taking it on under your company's name. You're saying my company does it. Your, your company is representing the final product. So you have to have such a trust and such a healthy relationship with the people that you're sending to. Otherwise, you end up in a world of hurt. If you take on all this business and the people or the whoever you're referring it to is like either does terrible or they don't do it. And then you're like, what do I do now? What do I do? I'm so screwed because no one's going to take it on and it's last minute and it's going to take 10 times more. And Sean, didn't you go through some, did you go through something like that? I feel like one of us went through something like that. We, we I think we all have. And what's, so there's a, there's a lot of different layers of the way to say no on this. You can just flat out say, no, I don't do it. You can refer it. You can say, no, we don't do that in-house, but we partner up with this other company. And then the other company assumes the responsibility or you can white label. You have all these different ways of saying no. Have I been burned on it? Heck yes. 
I've been burned on every version of right. business that you can imagine. I have nothing but third degree scar tissue. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cry. Stop. No, but it's, there's so many, there's so many people afraid of making a mistake or being burned that honestly, in the grand scheme of things, no matter how bad it is, in most cases, if you're making an honest referral, honest white label, you're doing something with the best intention in mind and it goes bad. What's really the long run consequence? It so they're unhappy, but five years from now, you're going to honestly forget that thing. Now, if you go in and screw it up, you try to do something you can't do and screw it up, that's where you end up with liability and consequences in yeah. a totally different way. And so, thinking about it in, in that manner, there's so many different ways to say no and refer it out and give it away. Um, it's just whatever suits you, but man, I would rather just not bring it in house and screw it up and risk yeah. somebody else screwing it up and have plausible denial. Yeah. I don't know. Is that what it is? I'm looking it out. I, I have agree. I agree with you. There's a lot of things. And I've said, I mean, if it's something quick, I'll reach out to one of you and go, Hey, give me this answer. Like you just answered something for me last week, Sean, and probably something I could have Googled myself, but I didn't. Um, but most of the time people come in, they're like, I want to do this. I'm like, I don't have anybody that can do this. I we're looking to hire someone that can do this. I have no one. So you can wait or I can refer you to friends that can do it. We'll wait. All right. It could be three months. We'll wait. Okay. No big deal. Just so you know, you're waiting. I'm not guaranteeing anything. Otherwise I have people I can refer you to and I don't care. They can keep, they can keep you. Don, do well, you white label anything? What's that? Do you white label anything? I don't, I prefer, so I was going to, I'm glad you asked me that. Cause that was, I was going to say, you know, let's, <laughs> you got me. Uh, <laughs> let's look at the opposite of white, white labeling, which is what I do, right? The opposite, the opposite of white labeling. I'm just referring the workout, right? So, and I'm going to use Trimera cause it's a, it's an example where we've sent our ERC people, kids over there. Um, and it's like, I want them to do what's best. There's a couple of different things. And I liked what you said about, hey, there's liability there when you're white labeling. I want them to send their engagement letter to the client. I want the, that engagement to be between them or Sean. I've sent people over to Sean. And I'm like, that. I don't want a piece. I just take care of what needs to be taken care of. What did you send to me? Really? Huh? We can't figure out what we're supposed to send to you. What do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Right. I, I feel the, the gap, guitar? Sean. I'm gappy. <laughs> but but it's so true like I just for me it's I now I now we can even talk a little bit different which we're not going to talk about today necessarily but partnering with vendors yeah. partnering oh, yeah. with where I get referral fees Software. now that's not not necessarily white labeled but at the same time I'm very open very it's on right on my website disclaimers I may get referrals from them and some I don't even get them even though they offer them I don't I don't take them for whatever the reason may be but it's like, because at the end of the day, even if you're, whether you're white, well, if you're white labeling or not, they think you're them. So it's like, I think um, when you're, when you're doing less white labeling, you're not them. And it's mm -hmm. like, for me, it's like, I don't now, again, my opinion is I can't control if the work's getting done, how it's getting done. When is it getting done? Is it getting done? I don't want to monitor that part of I, this is like here. This is who I'm referring you to. If you want us to interact, that's fine. We'll get a contract together for us to help facilitate. But I'm not, I don't, I'm not getting paid from them for anything. I'm just here, go. Because I, I find that a lot with ADP is that the clients, they're going to call me anyway. They're going to, they're going to come to me for their payroll issues. I better, you know, then I take the referral fees 
and I get paid for that. But I'm still not white labeling it. It's a freaking ADP, man. You have no, no you know. You know. right? <laughs> so there can be a, an argument both ways of where it makes sense. And in some relationships, it does make sense to white label. Um, and some it doesn't. Yeah. I, I found a lot of chances that people don't even realize how they can monetize the referral. Because there's not, it's not just I get a referral fee. Because a lot, a lot of practitioners are uncomfortable with receiving a referral fee, and that's totally yeah, cool. They feel dirty, okay. sure. conflict of interest. By the way, unless you're doing audits review and a test, this whole conflict of interest thing really doesn't apply to you. I just want you to know, disclose it, and you're fine. But way too many people are like, no, I do their taxes, so I can't refer them for payroll. No, you can. There's not, there's not the same thing, but yeah. that's a different thing. But there's so many different ways to create revenue streams just because you're giving it to somebody better than who you are, than at what you do. You mentioned ERC. Sharon, I send books, works, and stuff to you. Yeah, so yeah. How, do we, how do we partner this stuff up? Everybody's got the, even if we do books in my office and Sharon does books and Dawn does books, you all are better at certain things than we are. And it's being aware of that. And now do I monetize that relationship? Not really, maybe a referral relationship, but I was coaching a CPA last week and the whole conversation was he's creating all these internal processes and he's hiring out these people to create his processes. Well, we're gonna worry about how we're gonna to refer to that process and those developers so he can generate revenue for his clients. The stuff he's creating for himself by saying, well, here's what I do in my practice for improving my processes. You can turn around and consult with your clients on it then refer them to this developer to help with some of the automation techniques. Like he's, he just never thought about saying, I don't do that. And then finding, I don't do that, but here's a way to help and then bring it to a monetized way. So it's, I think we're too limiting. I either have to do it all or I don't do it. I think there's so many spectrums of gray in between on how, how we can create opportunities and, and help our clients in different ways. I think it comes back to, like I said, what we, like what we talked about our last episode, does it make you happy? Do you enjoy doing it? When you hear about it, are you like, oh, or, oh yeah, I love this. And I think if it's not the, oh yeah, I love this, refer it out. Don't even white label it. Why are you white labeling it? If you oh, there's so much babysitting in white labeling. Yeah. I always tell people don't white label something unless you want to actually do it yourself because you are taking on liability. You are getting paid for it. The end product is yours. So if you don't want to ever do it in-house or ever touch it, don't white label it, refer it out. Absolutely. What's the number one thing, Sharon, that you, you refer out? Like I'm never touching it. I'm not doing it, period. Audit. Audit. How about you, Dawn? I am never doing anything with major tax credits and I'm never ever doing anything that is international ever. I have a client right now that I'm referring over to Jenny Moore because it's a Canada, it's a company that does Canada and a United States on the border and their sales tax. Are they taxing here? What if it's over there? And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to know that. So I found I totally forgot about her. I have two Canadian clients I want to send to her because I'm like, I just were, you know, I don't, there's too much. So I'm hopefully we send them to her before this episode or she learns in this episode that she's getting more clients. (laughs) Congratulations. You got a referral. You didn't even know it's coming. (laughs) Well, and Um, I think that, wait, I would like to go on the other end of that. Okay. Let's talk about the other end of, of, of the referral when you're receiving referrals from your peers. So that conversation is pretty important because I know for me, somebody refers somebody to me, like, I'm like, 
I don't want to look like a loser. So accepting referrals from your peers yeah. is a whole nother conversation because it it's is. like, okay, now I'm getting this from Sharon. I don't want to make Sharon look bad. Like, yeah. and, and so now that's kind of a different, like when I source it out, obviously I want to vet who I'm sourcing it out to because mm -hmm. it is my reputation, but it happens the other way, which is weird. I've actually found that we, I take a greater responsibility in saying no in those moments because I don't want to disappoint you with like, uh, it's not my jam y'all. And then we problem solve who the person it, it's going to be like, Hey, so I'm okay. in Texas currently. We don't do oil and gas accounting, which by golly sounds like a stupid thing in Texas. You're supposed to do oil and gas accounting. I don't, <laughs> it's not what I'm good at finding other people that are good at that stuff. But I've had plenty of people refer, well, you're in Texas, so therefore you must, which is hilarious. But you know, apparently I ride to work in a on a horse too, because that's what happens in Texas. I don't know why. Oh but, yeah, uh, I, I refer out restaurants, right? We talked about this, restaurants and lawyers. I don't want them, yeah. somebody else can But help. it's, it's knowing what you don't do and saying no, so you don't make your friends look bad. Is it, even if I don't I, do it, I take an even greater responsibility to yeah. giving it away to make sure yeah. that I don't disappoint my friends with bad work. Oh my God, we're all such people. Accountants are people pleasers. Unless you're like at the last 10 years or not last 10 years, last five year retirement. And then you're in the zero Fs to give, right? So you get a people pleaser your all life. And then it's like, you're 65. You're like, you know what? I don't care. Zero. This is how many, this is how much I care. And I feel like, I count out. Right. It's the last, don't you agree? Like the last five years before they retire, they're like, if they're planning on selling their business, now they're just trying to keep everything and hoard it all up so they can sell it at a higher multiple. Possibly. I don't know. I don't want to be that though. I don't want to be angry. Like when I retire, I want it to be something sad. Like I know I need to do it. Like Elton John, we just saw Elton John. He was like, this is really going to be my last tour. You guys, I'm 75. I need to spend the rest of my life with my family. And he was really sad about it. And I thought I want to be like Elton John. Like I have to retire because I've given everything to this and I need to have my own life and not a gotta kept wait until I hit three years and I could collect social security because I hate my life. I don't want that. We totally need an entire podcast <laughs> just on what we would do in retirement. Like, what would you do? Like, if you retire, what is your plans for retirement? Because I really want to hear the rest of that. Like, What's oh what's Sharon's exit? Write plan? that down, Charlotte. <laughs> Write that down, Charlotte. Let's talk about retirement. If you won the lottery, would you keep working? I love those questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we'll I'm save like, it. Yeah, nonprofits. No, I think I think you're on it. Is that it? If you're not enjoying what you do, it's hard enough to do what we do, and and we're talking in the space of accounting. But if you're a lawyer or an architect or retail shop owner, it doesn't matter. Is this I'm expected to have this thing or provide this service. It's just this weird weight. But when you're really good at that thing, I mean, how many restaurants have you guys gone to and you look at their menu and there's like five things like this is it, but they crush it on those five. Like and they're out. always busy because of those five. Now, I do like me some Cheesecake Factory, so don't get me wrong, because that's the that's the opposite. They're the purple unicorn of being able to get it. I do like me some cheesecake, though. Not their cheesecake. Menu is don't like send me cheesecake. Pages. I like regular cake. Don't, How do you that? have quality food when you have a menu that has every cuisine? I in don't the know. World? They're like, would you like <laughs> orange chicken, fettuccine alfredo, or a friggin' barbecue pork brisket sandwich? I'm like, how are you? I don't know. But, but in our world, like, do those things you do well, and be that shop that has the line around the corner because these are the really? six things you kill it on. And what's funny is when people are giving me referrals, they don't know what we do. 
it's like we have this obligation to educate them. No, this is what I do. This is what I don't do. So that you're they not wasting like your you. time on the don't do leads as well as not wasting your time on doing work you don't do. Uh, I, I've just found the more I drill down to this is what I'm great at and this is who I like to work with, the happier and more profitable I get. Uh, yeah. I give away so much work. It's at, hey, y'all, if you're a tax preparer and you want referrals, I don't do them, period. I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of leads. Yeah, we were. Although I'm sure up. there's someone on the, is there someone on the board that would want them, like Caleb? Oh, I've, oh my gosh, Caleb and Nick. and Nick and Michael and Patrick. I've sent so many leads. Okay, it's kind I of don't crazy. want them. We won't touch them unless they're a client. You have to be a full accounting client. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to touch tax returns of something that I haven't bid because it's such a pain in the butt for someone to be like. Hey, here comes my CPA. Can you send them absolutely everything? And then the CPA sends you like the binder. You have to give them all this info. I'm like, it is going to take me 20 hours to fill out your stupid form. No, here's the books. Everything's in there. Here's the books. Here's my balance sheet rec. And on that note, we should probably wrap up this episode. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. At the end that of the day, was a graceful landing, Sharon. <laughs> and we're done. And uh, that's it. We'll get better, y'all. We'll get better. This is only uh, the 90 I like, second I like episode. It. I like oh, wait, we're supposed to say numbers. What'd you say? I said it's only our 92nd episode. We're getting we're getting we're eventually learning how to do this. Well, at the end of the day, it's been this has been a great conversation. I, I love talking about this stuff because it's like it reinforces like and sometimes helps me like really solidify my decision on am I doing this right? Am I making the right choices for my firm? Am I am I doing the right thing? And and I always think that we're all always trying to do the right thing. And so, you know, you may be on the white label side of the world and you may be on the non-white label side of the world and it doesn't matter either way, as long as it's working for you, that's what matters. And we're all different. We're all doing different things. And so, uh, yeah, so let's go. Sharon, key takeaway, you start. Know what you love and don't be afraid to say no. Don't, don't do it if you don't love it. Honestly, if you don't love it, don't even white label it. Get rid of it. Sean? If your client is expecting you to provide the service, you can still refer to someone and monetize it. I think that's, that gets lost, that there's still business to be had even when you don't do it. We do wealth management, but actually I don't. Somebody else does it, but yet I get to participate in it because of a license. And so it's a thing that I passed on for years and years and years and got nothing for it and gave all these referrals. There is a way to not just refer it and give away that opportunity. There's a way to pull that into a business model if you're interested. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say for me, in, in my summary, in my mind is, okay, it's great to refer out. The one thing that I will warn, my, one takeaway that I, I would take is don't build your business on referral source income because you can't control it. You can't control if that person's gonna continue doing the work or if they're gonna continue with a profit sharing program, maybe they're not. So just understand that do what you do and do it at your best and you will be successful if you love it and you have the ability to say no. So I think with that, this great, great episode. My co-host Sean Duncan, Sharon Fuller, I'm Dawn Brolin, BFD.